Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Channel 7 Sports Director Matt Bovey here, along with Bill's beat reporter and sideline reporter Sal Capaccio with WGR 550. We've been talking all about the different positions on the Bills leading up to training camp, leading up to the regular season, and now we finally switch over to the defensive side of things. We didn't forget about the defense. We're going to give them their love, and today we're going to talk about both the defensive tackles and the defensive ends, the edge rushers. So, Sal... How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know, I'm looking at this group, and if, as people know, I always keep a running, you know, roster on the top of my Twitter page. What I used to do, and it's not like this anymore because I've already transitioned, I would color code the new additions, and it's all, it's all the same color now. But when I did that, Matt, something that really stuck out to me, they have really overhauled the D-line this year. Like, it's the most overhauled position group, if you will. Whether that's defensive tackles or defensive ends, you can put them in the same boat. And we're talking quality and quantity because, of course, Von Miller comes in. That's the big fish in free agency. But we're talking about a lot of new additions at this position group, which I think is super intriguing this year for this team. Yeah, because so many of the guys that we've gotten used to these last couple of years or these last dec- the last decade, for that matter, are now gone. We're talking about Jerry Hughes. He's not here. Harrison Phillips. He's not here. Mario Addison. He's no longer here. Vernon, but like the list goes on and on of the players who have been here for the last couple of years were part of this team that ultimately got to the AFC championship that got to the AFC divisional round this last year, this year, they didn't think that area was good enough. So they made a lot of different changes. This is the biggest overhaul on the roster is on the defensive line. And I think that speaks volumes to they're not satisfied. And this has been something they've been working on for a while. They've been overhauling the defensive line for a couple of years now, and they're continuing to try and make it better. And up to this point, we haven't seen them take that next step. I mean, I think we probably, I don't want to speak for you. I think if the Bills would have had a slightly above average defensive line these last couple of years, maybe we're talking about a team that won the Super Bowl. But I think they were pretty average, maybe even below average. I know the sack numbers don't tell the entire story. It's about so much more than that. But I just feel like in the biggest moments, they didn't get to the quarterback. And that's ultimately why they went out and got Von Miller. And they made the other changes that they did. Yeah. And look, when you look at like how they've actually performed pass rush wise, the Bills weren't that bad last year. If you take a look at like getting to the quarterback per Pass attempt. Let me just pull this up right now. I have it in front of me. The Bills last year, sacks per pass attempt, they were sixth in the league, 7.92%. They weren't that bad. But Matt, the issue has been 
they have not had that one premier guy who other teams have to game plan for. And that's been what they've been after. Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, AJ Epinesa, obviously in the interior at Oliver. So they go out and they get Von Miller. So let's start there, shall we, with the defensive ends and that premier guy. I mean, okay, like you've done everything you can, so might as well pay $20 million for one of the greatest who ever did it per year. He's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, Von Miller. That is obviously the most significant addition to this entire roster is Von Miller. But I think it's a really big ripple effect because – not only do you have Von Miller now, you don't have Jerry Hughes or Mario Addison. Now you move Greg Rousseau, though, down to your kind of your number two guy, if you will, where last year maybe he was even at times considered your number one guy, even though he had Jerry Hughes on the roster. This could really impact Greg Rousseau having Von Miller on the other side of him. I'm excited what he can do. Yeah, because I think it's kind of twofold. Not only does Greg Rousseau get to learn from Von Miller, and I think that's a very valuable piece to this, but he also gets to go against probably the opposing team's less premier player. Usually it'll be against, you know, somebody who they think can handle Greg Rousseau and that's going to give him some favorable matchups. Von Miller is somebody that teams need to like plan against. They need to try Mm -hmm. and prepare for him. And now that should give Greg Rousseau some chances to make some big plays, some splash plays. And the word that's gotten thrown around with him these last couple months, when we've been back at mini camp and back at OTAs and stuff is kind of that rookie wall. And we were talking about whether or not he hit that last year. And it's kind of hard to ignore the fact that it seems like he did, you know, at the start of the year, there were some flashes. There were some really nice plays. He had a great game against Miami, hit a really nice game against Kansas city. He had the interception in that game. And then after that, it was just kind of a whole lot of meh. And that's not to say that he's not going to take a big step. Also keep in mind, everybody, Greg Rousseau last year was coming off at an entire season without football because he opted out of the year at Miami because of COVID concerns. His mom was working in a hospital. He didn't want to put any, anybody in his family at risk. So he sat out. So last year was not just a rookie year in the NFL, but it was also like his first year back to football. So I think we're going to see a more complete version of Greg Rousseau. And I think that's just going to be, I guess, even elevated further because he's also going to be lining up again or alongside Von Miller. Yeah. And it wasn't just all that, which is your, you rightfully point out as Sean McDermott has called it the banquet circuit for the rookies, right? I mean, they're coming off, not knowing where they're going to be living, going through all the workouts, going to all these teams. They don't really get into their city with their team until April after the draft until May really. And then rookie minicamp. Now he has an entire off season with the bills trainers in the program. And I, I know that I felt he looked a bit different when we were out at mandatory minicamp, he looked thicker. And to say that Greg Rousseau got bigger is a pretty scary proposition, I think. Yeah, because he's already so big. So yeah. it's like the com- it's the combination of the height and then you add on the muscle and the strength mm-hmm. that he looks like he did in the offseason. It looks like he could truly be a mismatch for opposing teams. And that's one of the things that's kind of cool about it, too, is that they have very different body types and they have different styles. And I think that'll give them success at different times. And that'll ultimately help the Bills because Von Miller can be on his side doing one thing, trying to beat people with speed trying to hit the edge, get around the left tackle, the right tackle, whatever it is. And Greg Rousseau at times looks like he's going to be able to just bull rush somebody and overpower them. So I think it's kind of like your nice, like lightning and fire, fire and ice, whatever you really want to call it, like (laughs) thunder and lightning, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Like, I think that that's kind of like a nice combination of skill sets to have. And I think that also now the rotation, even though they lose Jerry, like, 
very, very like he was a solid player for them last year. Mario Addison, a little bit more hit or miss, but I think with those guys gone, they are going to get more reps. Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, AJ Vanessa. And I think that will also lead to more production because they're going to be able to get into a little bit more of a groove. The bills are always going to be a very rotation heavy defensive line. That's just the way she- John McDermott and Leslie Frazier like to do things. But I think that also says like when you're not on the field very much, it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're only going out once or twice of possession. Like it's a little tough to be your best version of yourself when you're sitting on the sidelines so much. So now with those two veteran guys gone, I think it's going to be a little bit of like trial by fire for some of the young guys. It's going to be pretty much Von Miller and then everybody else. Yeah. By the way, since we're in Buffalo, I guess we can call them wind and snow or something like that. that, (laughs) We call them uh, the, the dynamic duo there. So I think, you know, there's a long-term, you know, contract, how long he'll play with Von Miller. That's not what we're here about. That is a discussion. But I do think the one question we have to answer about Von Miller before we move on to some of these other guys, do you think they continue that heavy rotation? Because this is a guy that if you're going to pay him that much, Matt, you can't pay, play him 55% of the snaps, which is what Bill's, you know, top-end defensive linemen normally play. Um, I think that you're going to have to play him more and maybe – more as the season goes on. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one because even Leslie Frazier recognized and said to us, that's something they talked about, how that fits into their structure and scheme, given how much they're going to pay him and what he is and what they need from him. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's more than we're used to seeing Bill's edge rushers play, but probably less than what Von Miller is used to playing. It's probably somewhere in the middle. So yeah, he's going to be their most dangerous player at least rushing the passer next year. So he's going to be on the field a lot. When it's third down, he's going to be on the field. He'll probably be on the field every first down too. There's going to be some combination of a rotation. I just don't think it's going to be quite to the level that it was when it was Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison and those guys of the last three years. All right. So we know that Von Miller and Greg Rousseau are probably like they're one, two, you know, they're going to be the starters. Boogie Basham is is on this team. He was drafted last year. Now, he was inactive a little bit. They're not moving on from Boogie Basham, even if he has a poor training camp. I couldn't see something like that. Anything could happen. But I think squarely into that, okay, where do these guys fall, are A.J. Epinesa and Shaq Lawson, right? This is the third year for A.J. Epinesa. He has not developed into what they thought. It looked like he was going to early on that monster game he had against the Miami Dolphins last year. We know they love Shaq Lawson. They went out and got him and brought him back in and talked highly about him. He was here. He, it didn't work out when he was his rookie contract was up. To me, Matt, you may be looking at one spot for these two guys, whoever winds up getting it on the defensive end. Yeah, this is a weird one, Sal, because Shaq Lawson is so beloved by Bills fans, even though, and I don't want to discredit his time in Buffalo. There was one really good year, and I think that's probably top of mind for a lot of people. That was 2019. He had six and a half sacks. The first couple of years up to that point, he wasn't great. There was a reason he didn't get the fifth-year option from the Bills. And then you also look at A.J. Epinesa. And he hasn't also lived up to the expectations that came with him when he was drafted a couple of years ago. Keep in mind, that was the year the Bills traded for Stefan Diggs. So they didn't have a first round pick. So AJ Epinesa was the first pick of that draft class. It was in the second round, but he kind of had this added pressure that went along with it because he was the Bills top selection in that draft class. So I tend to agree that I think those guys are going to be battling. I do think that AJ Epinesa would really have to disappoint this summer to not make the team just because of the resources they spent on him. But I would agree that I think of Boogie, 
AJ and Shaq of those three. I think Boogie probably has the safest chance of making the roster. And I will say it's early. And I know some people roll their eyes when we talk about like, oh, this guy looked really good at minicamp, but Boogie Basham stood out. I don't know if it was just because he was wearing number 55 and that was different, or if it also had to do with him just looking like a completely different person. So I think it was probably a little bit. Well, listen, on that note, I got an email from a listener asking me, when Jerry Hughes resigned with the club because he saw him in one of the videos from camp. And I said, no, that's Boogie Basham. He's wearing 55. And that's because he kind of looked like Jerry in a way with his body type, which is totally different than what it was obviously last year. So yeah, I think that's probably what we're looking at with this particular group. Now, look, you do have Mike Love still on the team. He's been around a while. Mike Love just, I, I love Mike Love. He's just a great personality. They love him in the locker room. He's a break glass in case of emergency guy. He can play. He can play in the NFL. He's not a guy you're going to rely on from a down-to-down basis, but that's a, that's a good practice squad guy to have in the building, and he can spell you. I guess the question would be here, you know, could they wind up even keeping five defensive ends? I think traditionally they like to keep four and four, and then they have a couple of guys ready to go on the ready to maybe elevate from the practice squad. You're probably looking at eight, but maybe nine even last draft to go back and look. I don't know if that extra guy would come from the D tackle room or the D end room if they want to go nine. But if you're looking at the extra guy, it's still going to come from most likely Basham, Epinesa, and Lawson. But Mike Love, he can play. I'm not, I just want to throw some love out there for him because Matt, I think that he's been a part of this organization for a few years and they believe that he can help the other guys get better at practice and at a daily routine. I think if they ultimately keep an extra guy on the defensive line, Basham helps them because there is some position versatility there. And when he was drafted, there was talk of like, okay, this guy can play inside a little bit. He is going to primarily be used outside. Now he does have a different body type now than he did when he was drafted. So I don't know how much he could do on the interior, but I think even, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because it's the next thing we're going to talk about. But when you look at the roster, it feels like there's a bigger drop off at the defensive tackle spot than there is at the defensive end spot. So that's why I think if they're going to keep nine guys, that extra person would probably come from the defensive end side, especially because they have so much inexperience there. They have so many young guys that they're going to need to count on there. I think they would probably like to have one extra person around especially if that extra person is Shaq Lawson, just because he knows the defense, he knows the system, and he has proven that he can produce at the NFL level. Just to put a wrap on who they have on the roster, Kingsley Jonathan from Syracuse University, an undrafted free agent, and Daniel Joseph. Thank you so much. I had a few listeners. This is how good Bills fans are, Matt, and how observant they are. I got a tweet weeks ago from two different Bills fans who said, hey, I saw Daniel Joseph on the field. I'm like, what are you, who are, what are you, this is a rookie that they brought in for rookie camp. And they said, he's wearing number 96. In one of the videos from the reporters, I think it was John Scott, our friend from Spectrum News, they said, I saw him running around out there, and he actually posted he was signing with the Bills, but how come he's not on the roster? It made me go look into it, and here's the deal. He actually is on the roster. There was a holdup with his contract language when he signed from rookie rookie minicamp, but he is actually officially a Buffalo Bill on the defensive end. So good job, Bills fans, to be observant. Daniel Joseph rounds out the defensive ends. Let's talk defensive tackles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.